Hey, everybody, and thank you for tuning into the Chasing Daylight podcast on this Friday of the Thanksgiving extended holiday weekend. We've got a great one for you today. It's an interview series with Joe Green from Uncommon Golf. Uh, Uncommon Golf is a new golf ball manufacturer that has come online recently. They are direct to consumer, like a lot of the ones out there, but they're doing things a little bit different. Uh, it was a great interview. Got to learn a lot about their brand and, and what they're up to. Joe's a great guy, passionate about what they're doing, and I think everybody's going to really enjoy this one. So uh, thanks for again for tuning in during the, the holiday season. Hope everybody had an awesome Thanksgiving, and uh, let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this special edition episode. We've got another interview segment on the line with me is Joe Green, Product Director for Uncommon Golf. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing well. How are you today? I'm doing good. You, uh, you're up in the Salt Lake area. You guys, it's starting to get a little chilly for you. It is. It is. The, there's rumors of a ski resort or two opening up this weekend. So, yeah, we're coming to oh, a wow. grinding halt as far as golf goes. But, um, yeah, we, we still got a couple rounds in us still yet here. Yeah, it doesn't. There's parts of the valley that it doesn't get too snowed in, right? Or is it pretty much the whole area gets covered? Um, we do get snow throughout the valley, um, but yeah, there's a, that's the nice thing about Utah is you could you could play golf and uh, you know get a get a couple runs in all on the same day, just kind of weather dependent. So, just depends on depends on the on the on the season of uh, it depends on the weather you know year to year. So, we'll see what happens this year. <laughs> you so can play today and probably ski tomorrow. Honestly, are you uh, were you forced into learning how to ski just because you're in Utah? Um, it was an elective thing. I, I ski, I ski quite a bit, uh, electively. <laughs> nice. No, I, I, I am horrible. I do not like snow. Oh yeah. That's well, why guys, I live in the desert. So. Yeah. I was going to say you guys in Vegas, what Mount Charleston, there's a little resort up there, right? You yeah. Guys, yeah. Lee Canyon's up there. Okay. Oh yeah. We, I, we take the kids up there and go sledding and stuff like that. But cool. Cool. The last time I strapped a snowboard onto my feet, uh, was probably 20 years ago and, and it wasn't a fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me yeah, and snow do not get along. Yeah, you're going to have fun or you're not going to have fun. I hear yeah. you. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Uncommon Golf. Yeah, um, there are a lot of golf ball companies out there. Um, you go to your website, you're more than just golf balls. But yeah. is that where the company started? Was it golf balls or was it other things that led to golf balls? Yeah, it's it's definitely a golf ball brand. Um, like you mentioned, we have uh, we have some ancillary, you know, accessories, some hats, and some keys, like the one I'm wearing right now. Um, and I'm I'm hoping that that expands, you know, going into next year. And it looks like our plans are going to allow us to to add on to the assortment, just kind of uh, by popular demand, which is which I'm super thankful for. But yeah, to answer your question, it has been uh, it was golf balls and has been golf balls since then for for the most part. So um yeah we, we have two models of balls and it's been yeah off to the races as of kind of middle of the summer we launched the brand what what decided what did you what made you decide to get into the golf ball why business? golf balls yeah why i mean golf balls? yeah I, I i've had i don't know probably three or four different relationships with companies <laughs> brands that decided to get in the golf ball market um, yeah. several of them were crushed by Titleist with that whole lawsuit that happened seven, eight years ago. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, you got to have some, some balls to step <laughs> into this market. Uh, what was it that, that got you going on it? Uh, good question. I get this one a lot. So, um, where this thing kind of birthed was, uh, 
our our founder John, he and I were playing at a course in between Salt Lake City and Park City. And uh bless John's heart, but he's he's not he's not great at golf. He loves it to <laughs> death and spends every waking waking and aching minute he can on the golf course in the range. And it was funny, I think we were in the fifth or the sixth hole and he had put a couple out of bounds. And he kind of looked at me for some kind of motivation, swing tip, something. And I'm just like, hey, man, I'm I'm out of this one, you know. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, this to the point where I'm just going to get on Amazon or Alibaba and I'm just going to order a couple thousand golf balls and uh, put my name on them and 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 just uh, just have a huge assortment of them in my in my garage to pull from. And I jokingly said, man, you should just start up a golf ball brand. And John's a very smart guy. He's uh, he's worked for a lot of uh, large companies that you and I are pretty well familiar with. And uh he, what I didn't realize was uh, throughout the rest of those 12, 13 holes that we were playing was he had already started putting the seeds out to a couple other mutual friends of ours. And, uh, you know, Formula LLC, he had uh, a marketing guy, a product guy. He had, he had been putting a little wow. team together, which was really, really interesting. And he, uh, yeah, we, we launched the brand or started to to put the brand together shortly thereafter. But um, you know, the, the, the question is to why a golf ball brand, um, you know, I play a lot of golf. I know you play a lot of golf. I, I follow your, your Insta, your Instagram quite a bit. And, uh, you know, from a golf ball's perspective, we got really tired of every single golf ball brand telling us how much better they were going to make us. Um, that it magically, if I played brand X or brand Z or brand Y, I was going to have this amazing control of the golf ball. I was going to suddenly start to pump it out there 310, dead straight with a little baby drop I really wanted to. And that's just not the case. And it really came down to a marketing uh, story that these brands were pitching it to us that I just didn't really feel. And the rest of the Uncommon team just didn't really feel that it was true. And um, the difference, you know, the difference is we're, we're, we're going to be strictly D to C for right now. Um, we'll see where that goes in the future. But um yeah, our, our our balls are what we're finding is, uh, you know, they're performing as well as anything else on the market. Um, we are USGA and RNA conforming. Um, we've we went through quite a bit of product testing to come up with the two different models that we have. And um, yeah, so why why can't we play in that space? You know, you see it happening with apparel, you see it happening with with clubs and 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 everything else in golf right now. And um, yeah, we just felt like it was time to come out with a golf a golf ball that really spoke to to the average consumer instead of somebody that, that was looking to play on the PGA tour. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of conversations with my coach, Steven, he, he's been in the golf space for a long time and he's one that is a hundred percent on page with what you guys are saying that the marketing is just absolutely absurd. How these, these companies are like almost forcing it down your throat. Like you have to play us to be better. You have to play us to be better. Right. And it's, I mean, there's such a small differential between golf balls that the the thirty dollar and the fifty dollar box of balls. There's not a ton of difference between them. Um, how did you guys decide on your price point? Um, we decided on our price point. Um, it's kind of a multi layer answer there, but what we really looked at out was was the average golfer, right? You kind of have your you're, you're okay weekend warrior golfer. And then you have the guy that's aspiring to, to try and make like an amateur qualifier. Um, and so we, we kind of looked at our price points along those lines. Like, okay, okay. If there's somebody that's playing once a month or once every other month, that's going to be a lower price point ball because 
they're just looking for a disposable golf ball, more or less, that can perform well, that isn't going to break the bank, right? Like, right. if you're a 20 handicapper, 25 handicapper, or even a middle teen handicapper, you're probably not too concerned with the performance aspect of a golf ball. You're just worried about not getting too hammered having in the enough. cart. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Having enough golf balls and not uh, drinking too much before the turn and being able to drive. Um, and then, you know, our, uh, that's our three-piece golf ball. And then our four-piece golf ball is designed for kind of that high single digit to mid single digit handicapper um, um, with uh, you know, the, the ball is really in the $5 uh, in difference between the three and the four piece. So, um, and the cool thing about on our packaging and on our, on our website at uncommon.golf is we actually just break down. We, we have what's called a player's pack and we talk about how much does a golf ball cost us? How much does it, you know, how much, how much of that is shipping? How much is, um, to keep the lights on on the site, how much it costs to pay for the packaging for the microfiber bags that the balls come in. So we're we're just telling people, hey, this is what it costs us to, uh, for us to manufacture. There's a little bit of margin on the back end for us to kind of keep things going um, and hopefully make a couple bucks for us to go play golf at the end of the day. But um, that's a pretty far cry from what you're seeing with other golf ball in your manufacturers. Is I hey, was here's, blown here's, away when I saw that. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate like, that. It's, whoa. Okay. Yeah, I, I know one of the biggest things that my golf spy preaches about is how much products cost to what people are selling and are you really getting value out of it? And although yeah. they're not my biggest fan, they do have some good journalism out there. So the fact that you guys are willing to put that out there, it's, it's, I mean, totally checking out the, you know, behind the curtain of, of yeah. what's going on. There's, there's nothing you guys are are hiding, which I mean, that's, that's a bold move. I, I love it. Yeah, there's, I mean, why, why can't, why hasn't that been talked about? Why, why, you know, I mean, let's fa face the facts, the margins on golf balls and golf equipment is, is not, is not what you think it is. You know, if you pull back the curtains, um, you know, and you go look at a new driver, I was with my son this weekend at a golf shop and looked at it in a three wood and they're, they're expensive, very expensive. And everybody, I think for people that are in the non-golf uh, market, they think that a uh, golf shop is just making absurd margins and there's all these discounts to be had or uh, potential mar uh, discounts that could be had, especially this time of year with Black Friday. And we just found right away that that just wasn't the case. And um, yeah, why can't we, why can't we just do things different, especially in the golf ball market, things have been done the same way for a very long time. You're seeing it change in the golf, in the green grass, uh, with the way playability and, you know, untucked shirts or hoodies right. on the golf course, starting to see a little bit in the, in the driver and three wood and irons, uh, world. And so why can't that be done in the golf ball world? Just shake it up, do something different. Yeah, the, the packaging. So let's, let's talk about the packaging. What, yeah, uh, what brought that about? And I, it's, it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. it any, any time you grab can... one real quick. Give me okay, one yeah. sec. Okay. Okay. So there's our packaging right here. Yeah. Sorry. A little okay. bit of context for the, for the viewers here. Well, this is, we don't do video, so. Okay. It's just, <laughs> it's just audio. So, but gotcha. I'll, I'll be sure to post some pictures so everybody knows exactly what we're talking about, Cool. but it's, it's a, it's a cylinder. It's, it's not a box and yeah, that's very different. So what brought that about? Yeah. Again, back to, uh, and I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but just doing things different. You know, everybody knows that when you go buy a box of balls, that there's going to be a, a, a rectangle box. And inside of that box, you're going to have packaging within packaging. And we just felt like that was a complete waste. And nobody ever keeps their, their packaging for more than two seconds. Once you get it, you throw it right away. 
So the cool thing that you haven't seen yet is inside of this, inside of the cylindrical tube that you're seeing that I just showed you, uh, there's actually a microfiber bag that comes inside of that box. So they're not loose inside there? No, they're actually, so you're wearing glasses as am I. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure your glasses came in like a microfiber bag that you would clean your lenses with. Um, A a couple of the guys um, on the Uncommon crew came from the action sports world. So sunglasses, ski goggles. Um, so that kind of bag is what the uncommon balls come in. And so that packaging, quote unquote packaging, will live with you forever. So we're hoping that you can put your glasses in there. You could put your tees, your ball markers, your David repair tools. Um, it's just kind of like a little gift with purchase or something to live with you forever. Hope, you know, as, as long so as you, as long cool. as it lasts. So again, we being a D2C brand, we're just trying to shake things up. And if you think about those 12 packs or sleeves of balls, those have to conform to a uniform display that you're going to find inside of a golf shop, right? They're either going to sell you a 12 pack or they're going to sell you a sleeve. We only sell 12 packs. We don't sell sleeves as of right now. I don't know if we're going to in the future. We're getting asked a lot about it a lot, but again, if you're noticing a theme here, we're just trying to shake things up and just do it differently. Oh, this is six, you've succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> the, thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, hundred percent. So, um, <laughs> do you think if you do decide to go to retail that the, the, the golf shops will like that kind of display? Um, I, I think that they would, I mean, merchandising is a huge thing inside of a golf shop. Um, you know, there's images of Tiger and Dustin and Rory and Colin and everybody on the golf world displayed so brilliantly and they're all trying to do it with different tactics, but yeah, I would think that we would stand out tremendously. I mean, the packaging looks like, uh, a high end piece of, uh, uh, really of does. merchandising yeah i mean we it's kind of kind of borrowed from the um, the view the the look of it is kind of viewed from like a high-end liquor bottle almost something you get i, I like was gonna say a, you throw a bottle of whiskey in there you're good to go <laughs> <laughs> hey by the way there is uh it does fit in there you know that was that was part of the deal so yeah no, accidentally we figured that <laughs> right. out yeah <laughs> <What's the daisy? laughs> that was a uh, you know r&d product testing <laughs> yeah no there's golf balls in there that's that's not liquor no no golf balls yeah but but again we don't need to conform to fitting behind a counter inside of a rack or whatever we can we can live anywhere so if we if we do go down that route yeah uh so how has how has business been for you i mean august is when you launched right so you've only been was it, august? it was it was a little bit before that um the it business has been very good it caught us off guard um that's always good it is it's a great problem to have um kind of surprised us to be honest with you the amount of we what we didn't expect was the amount of overseas requests we got people from from Europe. Um, I actually got a, a request this week and another one. When are you guys shipping to Australia? Um, oh, wow. Japan was a pretty big yeah pretty big request uh, request area to get you know product delivered over there. And I think that kind of caught us off guard. Um, but yeah, we we actually sold out of our white um, our OG white golf ball colorway. Uh, faster than what we thought. Luckily, we had a little backup um, assortment coming from overseas. Yes. But um, yeah, to answer your question, it, it's been been really strong. Okay, so let's talk about the gray and the orange. Bring it. Two two colors you really don't see a lot in golf balls. The orange I, you is kind of a little bit more common. I mean, Wilson has one, and Volvic yeah. has theirs. Uh, never seen a gray golf ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what brought about <laughs> those colors? Um, again, I, I gotta, I gotta play this one again, doing something different. We understand that gray is not going to be, you know, our number one selling golf ball, but, um, it's funny. And 
in all honesty, it, it hasn't it hasn't been an awesome seller. We've definitely moved some units, but you'd amazed be amazed how many times people ask me about the gray. So despite it not being a great seller, it's kind of almost a almost. I hate to say this because it sounds corny. Sounds like a big uh, corporation, but the gray is the gray is almost like a marketing tool in in a way just to get people to look at us and think, oh man, these guys are doing something different. But you know, you look at a lot of our a lot of our D to C competitors will do like the splatter paint, bright mm-hmm. gold. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, obviously the orange is just a high visibility option, and yeah. that's something we're definitely going to expand in for for next spring is offering some more high visibility options. So the yellow because. Joe from Hitting Greens, our co-host, he he only plays yellow golf balls. Okay, okay. So it's, that that coming? Yeah. It's uh, it's it's looking good. Okay, so Wilson <laughs> has their new raw golf ball. Okay, where it's it's none painted. Have you right. seen that yet? Um, I've seen it. Um, I've played a little bit with it. Um, yeah, What's that your thing. On that? That, um. I mean, the amount of spin that thing generates is pretty crazy. It's ridiculous, right? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So from a playability, you know, personally, I'm not, I don't like something that is going to spin that hard. Um, again, I, I have to think that Wilson being a smaller uh, player in the, in the golf ball market, they're probably just doing something, trying to do something so different that it really stands out. And here it is, we're talking about it, you know? So, yeah. Um, my my know, biggest gripe about it is it gets the the raw one gets so dirty and it's it just oh yeah yeah it's yeah. so I mean two two shots and it it looks like you've been you know you picked it up in the <laughs> desert <laughs> I have I have noticed that as well yeah so what uh, what golf ball were you playing prior to joining Uncommon um, Good question I am probably like a lot of a lot of people I was I was playing a Titleist. Um, mostly, a, a an X and I didn't really know why, probably because of like we were talking about earlier. Guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Right. And, um, I ended up, I, I played a lot and last before I was playing on I found myself playing a, a decent amount of TP five. Um, and I don't, again, I didn't really know why I was just kind of just, I guess, cause they're expensive and the allure of having an expensive item, just like getting an expensive driver or having an expensive bag. It was almost like, well, I'm a good enough player that I should qualify to be able to play for this, you know, or play, play, play this. this. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Unless it's a part three over water, you know, then I'm going to the, <laughs> then I'm going to the junk ball. No. Um, so yeah, I was, those were probably the two that I, the two brands and two models that I found mostly in my bag. So, and how can you say your game has improved or better for worse with the uncommon ball? I, you're yeah. playing the 55, I assume, right? Um, I play the 55 mostly. I have, I've played both of them a lot, as you can imagine. I, I'm kind of the product uh, R&D guy along with a couple other <laughs> assistant pros, teaching pros that I know. I mean, those guys are the ones that really put our balls, put our balls through the test because they can really tell the difference. But um the yeah the 55 something that i've noticed was i don't need um this is uh, and i wish everybody kind of delve into this when they're when they're going through their equipment is um i realized that i didn't need that hard of a compression golf ball and that having a softer ball was uh allowing me to to do things in my swing with the ball that i that i was trying to do with the other balls but they're designed for somebody that's much better than i am so you know, why would I, why would I want to, to, to do that? So anyway, I, I found myself um, throttling things back a little bit in the equipment world. Whenever I, when I started to really dive into balls or equipment or whatever, the, the 55 was, was much more suited for my swing speed for sure. 
Nice. So, and what yeah. is, what's the, so break down the difference between the two variations. So we know you yeah. said three piece and four piece, but who would you say it plays? Uh, what's the, what's the other one? A 35? Is that what it is? It's a model 55 and a model 33. So the 33, 33 is a three piece and, oh, you're good. And the model 55 is the four piece. Um, so again, the 33 is designed for, and I'll, and I'll kind of use uh, like an, a handicap index as kind of a gauge for us here. The 33 is designed for somebody that's maybe like a, a 15 to 25 handicap, you know, kind of that non-discerning golfer, somebody that doesn't really care what they shoot. They're, they're, they're trying to get better. They're taking lessons, et cetera. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they're not at all. Maybe they just don't care and they just want a cheap price point ball or an inexpensive item, you know? Um, and then, and then the 55 is designed for somebody probably like from a five handicap up to maybe a 12 or so. Um, so somebody maybe that's like trying to qualify for a, for a state and qualifier. Yeah, I, I um, loved how you guys broke that down on the website. Know, <laughs> chasing right? qualifiers, <laughs> chasing cart girls. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> I'd hope you catch on to that. I'm glad you're on the website. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, our, we, what we realized was that, um, we we the, the the balls play very differently and i will that's one thing i definitely want to get across when i'm talking to you is there is definitely a a, a pretty thick line in the sand how the how these balls perform but we also realized that our model 55 is not designed for to be on the pga tour it's just not it, that's not what it's for um okay and why would and you say that just because of because the of the higher fact swing that speeds? It, the higher swing speeds the compression is not as firm as somebody that you know uh, that, that needs to have that type of spin, that type of compression, that type of distance out of a golf ball. Um, you know, it's, it's just not designed for somebody like that. Yeah. And we're okay, um, and we're okay saying that, you know, it's uh, not. Yeah. And, and that's no, why I wanted to ask, cause it, it, people need to n- understand that, you know, um, right. Back to Steven, my coach, I mean, he has incredible swing speed and he plays mm-hmm. an AVX because okay. anything else spins so much that he can't keep it on the green. Okay, he's um, just zipping it off every time. Oh, yeah. it's it, he's it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he hits the ball so damn far. Yeah, um, but he's and, it's control. Um, and so it, you know if he he puts a, a Pro V One X in in the ball, he's spinning it off the green with his you know seven iron, right? Which is just insane. So I <laughs> that, mean that is I, there is, I, there are different I, reasons why you know certain players play certain balls, and yeah. Uh, so that yeah, I'm I'm glad you guys have like not hey we want this on every tour. Yeah. out there and, and i will say one other thing too and um there's a little carrot package coming your way by the way it was just uh still i getting i mean we we want everybody to play these balls and check them out one cool thing that we have on the golf ball um we actually have an alignment aid that goes full 270 degrees uh around the golf ball saw that and yeah and so uh what we noticed was i mean if you if you turn on i was actually watching uh, the rsm this week and i noticed a lot of players had thick black lines around some of the ball most of the ball all of the ball i was one person that was guilty of, of marking my ball with a, with a straight line for for obviously putting alignment eight on on the greens mm-hmm. um that really hadn't been done um i hadn't seen it i know that taylor made has versions of it like with what ricky plays um you see um callaway putting their there are three lines on the ball and nothing had been done like this. And so that was one characteristic I can, t- that I can tell you. And I've got a lot of positive feedback about that is um, just having a starting alignment eight on the golf ball has made a, made a huge difference for people that are playing our, our equipment. 
Yeah, are, are you going to have an option without that? Because I know a lot of people, you know, it it's almost like a 50-50 thing. So yeah, are, right. are you guys looking at, oh, we don't want to, you know, eliminate half of our potential customers. Are you going to come out with one that's not aligned? Um, I, is that I'm your not, thing? Nev- never say never. It is, it is kind of our thing. It's something that I like to talk about. Um, but for right now, you know, we're, we're going to stick with, we're calling it the dead aim, dead aim alignment tool. So we're sticking with that for now. Um, but you know, and, and who, who knows what will happen in the future. I mean, we're already talking about different colors and compression oh, yeah. rates and do we go to a five piece? Do we go to a <laughs> two piece? What do we do? So, um, TBD, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So that's the beauty about having a small business like this is we can, we can, you know, we can uh, be malleable and kind of, uh, you know, be fluid with the situation. So speaking of the lines on the ball, one of the most amazing things I saw was a couple weeks ago, or mm-hmm. I think it was, he's like, yeah, last weekend with Jim Furyk was playing in Phoenix at the Schwab cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, he has a red line on his ball and he teed it up and I don't know if he did it deliberately or not, but he teed it up straight down the fairway and he hit that ball and the great camera angles that PGA tour has, or uh, PJ, the, the PJ tour has that uh-huh. they they zoomed in on it and that ball stayed perfectly straight at with a driver and I was like that is unreal I mean he hits the ball That's so incredible. damn straight and it it didn't move until the ball was out of sight I was like holy shit so was, was it like the the slow mo camera just capturing the yes. revolution like golf ball yes. wow that's incredible I mean it's with cool to driver. see when a Wow, that's that's pretty cool. It's cool to see when they do with a putter in the slow mo. But man, I, yeah, I, I right? didn't see that. I have to check that out. Well, I, I, in, in my backyard, I, I got a, a putting green a chipping area, and I use um, the Truvis balls just because I like seeing the spin. Okay, you know, with cool. with all white golf ball, it's you can't always see it, and so yeah. it's just kind of a. I mean, it doesn't help me at all. I just enjoy seeing it. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a lot of. Uh, especially on the putting greens and chipping as well, you can tell if you hit a good putt with our balls because the line will roll truly from north to south, kind of like you're talking about. Yeah. And if you're chipping it, you know, if you put side spin left or right, you can tell right away. It's pretty instant feedback if you hit a good shot or not. It's That was one thing that I learned pretty quickly with the, with so the how, data and alignment. how well does that line hold up to play? How many times are you hitting the car path? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's just like I'd any other. Mark disclose that information. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, uh, it's just like any other marking on the golf ball. Um, uh, we found that the it it holds up as well as any of the numbers, or you know, it's the same. It's the same paint that goes on there. So, um, you know, if you're hitting wedges all day with it, of course, it's going to chip away. But um, it's it's not. There's no difference between that and the numbers on a golf ball. It's it's staying the same. Nice. So, uh, yeah. What other other things you have on the website? Uh, some things I noticed you had some art on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, Thanks for bringing brought, that up. Yeah, what brought that about? Because um, it's you know goes along the lines of doing something different. It's very uncommon to find art on right. a golf website. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of golf art. So is Joe. So is Jeremy. Um, what? Cool. What made that happen? Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. So, um, what we did when launching the brand was, um, we did these, we did these things called round tables and essentially what we did was, and I'm, I'm hoping that some of the people we talked to are acknowledging this. We, 
when we started our Instagram page, we simply reached out to everybody that we could, um, including you from the get-go. I don't think you, we did a roundtable <laughs> with you, but we were just we were just open about what we were doing. Hey, we're just going to introduce Uncommon to you. Do you mind if we get on a phone call for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes? I mean, uh, and we, we had a deck and we just told people about our brand. Um, instead of like t- doing teasers on on our IG page or Facebook, whatever we're doing, we had this little deck and we just share our story with people and say, hey, we're, we don't have anything to give you right now or to any balls to play, but this is what we're doing and we're just looking for feedback. And that was everything from uh, PJ teaching pros to average guys, the people who just wanted to just see what the brand was about. Um, and inherently that came with a lot of influencers. And then also that came into... Um, artists, golf artists that we followed on our own pages and, and that we owned in our homes as well. And, you know, the golf, the, obviously the, the starving artist thing was was real, especially in the golf world. And Very so we started so. to make these connections with all these artists that we loved. And, you know, these guys needed a bigger platform um, just to just to talk about their work. And so what we did was we said, hey, let's let's sell it on here and the proceeds will go to um, we, we virtually take no profit on the art and it goes back to those guys. So just giving awesome. them another creative outlet to, to get the word out. Um, somebody like Cavi and I mean, there's, there's several artists on there. I'd encourage you guys to check it out. Oh yeah. Um, I was already, I was perusing there going, man, I need to get cool. some of this. <laughs> yeah. And how cool is that? You know, I mean, again, just trying to do something different. Nobody in the golf ball uh, market is talking about this and, um, you know, it's not just all about us selling golf balls. It's about giving back to the sport that we love and, and these guys do a heck of a job of representing who we are and just being creative and different on and off the course. So I, I um, love seeing it. There, there's yeah, thanks, so many. Thanks for bringing that up. I yeah, appreciate there's it. There's so many crazy talented artists out there, and a lot of them are finding a place in golf. Yeah, it, you could be so creative on so many different levels, whether it's landscaping or, or you know, portrait shots of, of players or action. Just, I mean, there's some unbelievable art pieces out there. So that's oh, that's yeah. awesome. You guys are doing that. Thank you. It's been kind of cool to see in the golf in the in the art market how uh, it's not just about course pictures or player pictures. It's about like blending golf with other sports or home decor or whatever. It's 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 pretty cool to see the outlet that those guys can create to to bring golf back into your house. You know, so yeah, it's been fun. So one of the things I want to talk about too is uh, you have a link on your Instagram, the link tree for the Sports Illustrated article. Mm-hmm. How, how I, I love marketing, you know, I, I've, with the blog and, and my Instagram page and all that stuff, I, I love marketing. I, I'm not sure I fully understand it at times. Um, but what's marketing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how big of a, of a, of a kick in the pants was that for you guys? Cause I mean, Sports Illustrated is pretty massive and you got a nice article that talked about Jonathan and, and what you guys were, were doing. Um, yeah. How, did you feel the effects of it? Oh yeah, we we uh, we felt it almost instantaneously. Um, kind of caught us off guard. <laughs> the fact that the fact that it was actually like happening to us um, was uh, was a was a pretty big shock. But yeah, I mean, in the sports world, there's there's fewer uh, there's fewer high points you can get to. Another one that happened to us very early, and it kind of came out of nowhere, was on Scratch. Um, you know, it was just unsolicited. Hey, we'd love to do something um, about the brand. Um, and so those were two pretty monumental uh, marketing discussion points within the within the brand's infancy that, that we're super fortunate um, to have and to be able to, to you know, to, to, to have that kind of platform to be able to talk about such a young brand 
um, really speaks to me um, and the rest of the other six guys um, is is that we're really onto something here and it's resonated with people. So yeah, the nice. Force Illustrated thing was was pretty wild. <laughs> so uh, how has your customer retention been? Retention been? Are, you, are is are people coming back or is it one and done? What are you guys finding? Yeah. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. We we had a ton of friend and family interest, right? I mean, there's there's seven of us spread out through all over the all over the country, and so you can imagine the friends and family uh, onslaught was was real. So that was something that we were we were really humbled by. Um, second up, what we're knowing, what we're noticing is people are coming back to our brand um, because of the fact. I think just the the um, the openness and and the willing of the brand just to talk about who we are in a real aspect, like what I'm doing with you right now. I think that's really resonating with people, but people are definitely coming back. Um, unfortunately, when we started, we were a little bit late to the game. And so we kind of caught it as the golf season was starting to go down in playership just because of the time of the year. Um, and so um, I don't want to call it like a soft launch, you know, because um, the success has been awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely people are coming back. Um, and uh, like I said in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the, uh, the call here, the amount of international requests has been pretty crazy. That's, so that's it's so showing wild. it's showing me that that people are hungry for the brand and just looking to to try something else out there. You know, have you guys had any issues with supply with what's going on right now? <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I mean, no, we're the only ones that have been affected. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, it's been a, it's been a mess. It's been a total mess. Um, yeah, and we're still dealing with dealing with it right now. Um, I was talking, you know, we're talking about doing different colors and different things with the golf balls, along, you know, that accessories, etc. It's affecting everybody. Nobody's immune to it. And one thing too that we learned was um, we're a pretty small fish in the pond when it comes to golf balls, and it's amazing the leveraging power that these big brands have. You know, in My getting bad. getting product in front of in front of you. Um, but you know, we're we're being patient. We're not forcing any issues. We're not ordering product that is going to um, compromise anything that we're trying to do from like a quality uh, uh, perspective, as far as the the balls go, performance aspect. So, um, yeah, it's it's it has been some delays, but it hasn't it hasn't been detrimental to us, up, you know, yet. So it Good. doesn't doesn't look like it's going to affect us in the springtime either. I think we'll think we'll be doing 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 well with inventory position. Nice. So yeah. I, I mentioned the Titleist lawsuit a little while ago. I want to come back to that just real quick because I think it's important to for people that are listening and, yeah. and maybe considering, oh, do I want to get into the golf ball space? Um, how how much were you guys aware of that when starting this? And it, it, was it a fear? Or it, it, I mean, it terrifies me to, you know, I've, I, like I said, I've, I've seen friends that have gone belly up from this. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are they are the big, big cheese. Um, yeah. what, do, what have you guys done to protect yourself from that, you know, 10 headed monster? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a fear of, of ours. Um, I work for a large eyewear brand that does a really good job of, of squashing things like this on the back end. And so I'm pretty familiar with how this works and the amount of resources and money that's spent to, to make sure that people aren't infringing on, on what you've created. Um, so to answer your question, we did a decent amount of legal work on the back end with our manufacturer to make sure that we weren't infringing on anything. Um, it was definitely one of our first concerns from day one was, are these guys manufacturing anything that is going to 
um, to to infringe on on Titleist Callaway anybody's anybody's patent. So, can you answer your question? Yeah, it was one of one of our one of our checklist items when we started working with the factory to make sure that we weren't infringing any of those. But I I think it's again I, I don't I'd be curious to ask your friends that were involved in this. Um, was it was it something that they intentionally went after? Did they try and mimic a, a performance aspect? No, it was just it was no. just a random. No, my uh, uh, I need the ball. It was a ter- terrible name, but a really good golf ball. They had a, a tungsten core, and oh, okay. um, the the factory that they got them for also was supplying Titleist, uh-huh. and um, they had documentation basically showing what they had requested and everything of that. And then they they found out that that company that facility was actually duplicating um so they wow. ceased all their production uh-huh. uh went back with a new uh golf ball architect and completely redesigned the ball sent mm-hmm. them that and they were in that production when tyler shut them down wow okay you know i mean they they basically said look we we understand we found out we stopped right uh we got a new one going on and they didn't care they just went after them they, full yeah yeah, shut yeah. Them down yeah, I mean, we've like I said, we can only do so much, right? Like we've we've done our, we felt like we did our due diligence. We signed the the necessary legal documents to, with the company, or sorry, with our manufacturer, stating that we were not intentionally doing anything along those lines. Um, but uh, sounds sounds to me like it's scary, right? Possible. I mean, God. It's very scary. Yeah, it's again, it's something that's uh, it's on the back of our minds, and uh, for such a young brand with with literally zero resources to to defend something like this, um, yeah, it's it's freaking scary, man. You know, yeah, we, yeah you know, <laughs> what do, what do you do? It's your hands are tied well, when it comes a, to it, and they had a warehouse full of balls they had to destroy. Oh my gosh! Right, because they weren't Ooh. allowed to sell them. Yeah, we had uh, since we're on this topic, we actually had a it was right in the middle of the summer and I won't say who it is, but we had a large manufacturer purchase uh, several quantities of each model and color of our golf ball. Um, and so it, it raised, raised some hairs on the back okay. of our neck. Like what the <laughs> hell's going on here? I mean, they were definitely and intentionally coming to check on our stuff. Yeah. Um, which we fully expected. We didn't think it was going to be this happen. Um, and it was interesting. We were scared shitless, <laughs> but at the same token, we were also hey. kind of like, like, wait, this is some validation. Like, wow, we're on, we're on somebody's radar here, you know? Um, um, and then we we're all kind of like, boy, that was a good sale. Cool. Let's go. You know? <laughs> um, hey, could you let the other guys know we're here too, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, it's something we've thought about and we've, we felt like we've, we've done a, uh, a decent amount of job and, you know, but we also, I also take, I'm sure the rest of the crew does as well, a little bit of solace in the fact that, we're definitely intentionally not not trying to duplicate anything and we've we've done a lot of legwork to make sure it's not Good. not not so. Good. All yeah. right. So how often are you guys getting out playing golf? Um summertime. I am I'm playing my goal is once a week, maybe range once a week. My ten year old son is grinding right now. He's he's got a nice. hell of a swing. Um and so I find myself at the range with him, mostly chipping and putting with him right now. Um just yeah, you know, that's like it's a good base to start with him. So right. I'm going to say I'm at a golf course on average, playing or practicing probably twice a week. What's your home course? Um, I play at Old Mill. It's a municipal course right up the street from my house. Um, I bounce all over the place. I don't have. Yeah, that's you know, I, that's... I don't I don't have one home course. It's 
I love playing new courses. Um, mountain golf is, 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 is cool. And the fact that you guys experience a lot, it changes every round, man, you know, cause, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Utah is a beautiful place to, to play golf. We have, uh, the advantage of playing at different altitudes here, which really changes up your game. Um, we're five hours away from Vegas. I'm working on a, putting together a trip right now, either to nice. Vegas or to St. George. So, oh, yeah, we go to um, St. George a lot. Oh yeah. That place yep. is awesome. There's when, so much uh, good golf down there. Last year, 2020, when everything shut down mm-hmm. and our governor, uh, lovely governor, decided to stop golf, <laughs> uh, we all went and did a, a full day at uh, Sand Hollow and Copper Rock. Oh, and how? what do you think of Copper Rock? Oh, I love Copper Rock. I like it more yeah. than Sand Hollow. I mean, Sand, okay. Ho- Sand Hollow is amazing. I mean, it's a, beast. It's, it's a great golf course. The, yeah. the sand is awesome. The, you know, everybody knows the, the four hole stretch on the back is, it's right. just, I mean, you have to do it. Yeah. But oh, I think yeah. the golf is way better at Copper Rock. Okay. All right. All right. I played there once, uh, early springtime. Um, it was a little bit still in its dormant phase. Um, I can't wait to see that course in like five years. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. When it's once those greens, and, once those oh greens mature. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, going to be a, so good. It's a super fun place to play. So and now they got all the yep. uh, houses done. And so yep. It's, yeah. I'm it's, stoked it's, to see it. Um, all right. So let's go. What's in your bag? What, what are you gaming? Oh, club wise. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I just got some fresh tailor-made irons this year. Um, changed out my putter this year. Scotty Cameron went to a spider. Um, I've been a Vokey wedge guy forever and ever. Um, I'm playing an M5 driver. Um, oh, wow. that I really love. I know. Right. I, it's kind of <laughs> one of the, I know everybody's like, what's your problem, man? Um, I just, I love it. It's, um, it's one, you know, it's, it's a, such a confidence building club. You got to have something you can at least hit a fairway with. So right. I don't see me changing that. I told you earlier, I was at a golf shop looking to get a new three wood and a new hybrid. So hopefully that'll be changing over the sim and the sim max. But currently I'm playing uh Callaway Epic, uh, three wood. And, uh, I think it's an M5 or an M6 hybrid right now. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what, when are you planning to come to Vegas? Don't know. I got a kind of a soft invite last weekend to come out. Um, unfortunately it didn't happen because the guys I was playing with went and played the win. And so kind of kicked myself in the ass for not hopping on mm. that. Yeah. I know invite. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's probably, I'm, it will either be St. George Mesquite Vegas combo. Definitely before, uh, before Christmas. Oh no. Oh, so you're coming soon. Oh Yeah. For oh, sure. nice! Oh, yeah, right on. You can't miss Vegas golf this time of year. It's too, oh, it's too I mean, perfect. I mean, October is by far my favorite time of the year. It yeah. the weather is just amazing, and then it carried over into uh, last weekend. I yeah, mean, it's it's been fantastic here. It's oh, yeah. a little chilly today. I had to break out the hoodie today. It's it's a little oh, my chilly gosh. today. Would you guys like get below seventy? Well, I'm still in shorts, but <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the it was 48 this morning. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm not used oh, to that. Oh my gosh, so. apocalyptic! Yeah, it's funny in Vegas. People, you know, it gets that cold, and people are full down jacket beanies. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not we're not as bad as Florida. I, I won't True. go that far. True. I, it, True. I took a trip to the PGA show one year and, and visited my friend that lived in Boca, and it was like 68 degrees, and I'm in shorts and a polo, and people were in like full parkas, you know, just. Oh yeah, freezing to them. So oh yeah, that's funny. But I, I can handle the cold a little bit. I just I, we get so much wind down here. It just it yeah. really makes it a different type of cold because it's, it's we have no humidity, so it's a cold, just nasty air that just penetrates you. Oh yeah, what's your favorite course in Vegas? Oh man, it's a big you, list. You get 
you you get one round in Vegas, and then that's it for the rest of your life. Where are you going? Uh, Shadow Creek. Okay. By far, it, I mean it's it's impeccable. It's yeah. absolutely impeccable. Yeah. My uh, my favorite. That. Yeah, it's. I mean, the thousand dollars you got to pay to play it is is not fun, but it. it I will say it's worth it. Yeah. Isn't worth it? Yeah. My uh my go to local course that I just would recommend a hundred times over a hundred times is Rio Seco. Mm-hmm. Love Rio. Yep. And then my home course is Revere, which is right around the corner from cool. Rio. So. Yeah, I I love uh, Rio and Revere. They're both super fun spots. I agree. Yep. That's the my neck of the woods up in the the southern hills of the valley. So. Hell yeah! Nice. Well, hey Joe, thanks so much for hopping on with us. Uh, really appreciate you taking out the time. I, I love you know bringing your brand awareness up in any ways that we could do it let everybody know how they can uh, find you guys website instagram all that stuff yeah check us out on instagram on and on the uh on the internet at uncommon golf um we're around we're we're responsive and love to talk to people about what where they're playing and um yeah so check us out give us a like i look forward to see what you guys got coming up um i know i'm going to be purchasing some art here real soon from that because that's just amazing that you guys are doing that and and the gray golf ball i'm really intrigued by that oh okay my my as an air force brat gray airplanes you know are the thing and then when all the all the new uh colors for cars that are coming out uh i i worked for dodge for 25 years so i started coming out with that titanium gray paint scheme Mm -hmm. it's oh i just love it so uh (laughs) i'm intrigued about the gray golf balls so it may not be your best seller but i think i'm gonna find some in my bag real soon so cool sounds good well thank you for having me on um i'm truly humbled and appreciate the opportunity to to just talk about uncommon so thank you thanks again have a happy thanksgiving and uh, give everybody our best up there likewise have a good day see ya thanks